Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your co-host, Olivia Radcliffe. And I'm your other co-host, Michelle Pombert. And we are jumping on today to talk to you about something that's very timely in Michelle and my lives right now, and that is how to prepare as a solopreneur for sick days or other times where you need to be away from your business. And this is coming off of a stretch where I don't know that Michelle, you and I have been healthy or had our kids healthy, like at the same time for several months now, I think it's just oh, yeah. been a season. It oh. has been a season. And yeah, sadly enough, we had a stretch really recently where both you and I were sick and then, you know, you had a, a one that dragged on for a while and it just made everything harder, everything tougher to get to. So we thought this is probably something other parents deal with <laughs> and we'll, you know, maybe be able to share some things that have helped us get through this rough season of, of illness and just having to take a step back from business. So why don't we start with kind of the preparing in advance because I feel like that's the thing I like to kind of think of is what can we do ahead of time when we're well or when the kids are well to get ready for or kind of give ourselves that buffer space knowing that sick days are coming I feel like that preparing doomsday planning is is a really important part of you know running a business alongside kids that get sick all the time yeah I mean that's kind of my whole world revolves around being as prepared as possible that's a big caveat right there as possible um because it's not yeah sometimes you plan for things and as every parent knows those plans can go right out the window um mm -hmm. yes but I do think you know with our own separate businesses and then with our joint business the the like a mother movement together we do try to plan in advance and get stuff done in advance as much as possible and that includes batch creating content, getting stuff scheduled in advance, um, kind of laying the groundwork for um, posts we want to get out, who, how we want to talk to people, uh, just, just really kind of have that framework in place and have that schedule in place so we know what to expect when. Yeah, definitely in terms of content, I think giving yourself a leeway of a couple of weeks depending on how much you can get done you know a couple of months sounds amazing but I think that's a really great way to just take that weight of having to show up and market your business off your plate when things happen um, I think something that's been really helpful in that batching process is also to think of things that are a bit more evergreen to kind of run in your marketing throughout the year. Obviously, if you're running things like promotions and flash sales, it's a little harder to plan those months in advance, but having you know fairly evergreen, always useful content that goes out on a regular schedule works really well when you have to prepare it you know, far in advance. So it, you know, it does take a little bit more thinking, a little bit more planning and strategically kind of mapping that out. But I find that's really helpful. And then you can always, pause or reschedule or rejiggle your calendar to add in some of those more timely elements when you have the capacity, when everyone's well, if you do want to do something a bit more timely. So it doesn't have to all be fully 
um, you know, automated, fully, you know, batched out. If you do want to run things live, you, you know, have that flexibility to kind of add those in if and when and how you can, depending on how life happens. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that I actually prefer to do live in the moment. Like there's a lot of, um, a lot of my social posts or emails to my list that I, I really like to have just kind of organic, whatever I'm feeling in the moment. And so I do have things that are batched ready to go. And then I have those live things and it does feel a bit stressful sometimes when I'm not able to show up live like I want, but I think that's part of kind of accepting that there's seasons and, you know, sometimes we're going to be able to be all in, in our businesses like we want, and sometimes we're not. And maybe that's an unforeseen thing, like you're sick or your kid's sick and just wants cuddles and you can't focus on anything else. Or maybe it's a planned thing. Like you want to go on vacation or you do just mm-hmm. need a break and you want to schedule that time off or maternity leave or anything like that. <laughs> um, the other big thing that I've really focused on is kind of having, I, I do a very big focus on collaboration and networking. And so, and that that's a very big part of my marketing. And so I have lots of calls and, and stuff and um, interviews and podcast episodes and other things lined up well into the future. And I do that intentionally so that if there is a time where I have to pull back for, was it three weeks this past time mm-hmm. I was really down and out, um, I can come back in and kind of hit the ground running. I don't have to start over with trying to make those connections and getting on people's calendars and such, I can really come in and, and go straight back into marketing for my business without skipping a beat. Yeah. And I think that's a really important thing. I just want to hammer home is that rescheduling is something that I think we as entrepreneurs are very understanding of when other people do to us, but kind of hesitant to do when we need it. And I want to encourage you to reschedule when you can't show up as your best, when things are happening that mean that showing up for the pre-scheduled appointment or interview or whatever is not going to be a good idea. So I really sort of take this attitude of like elastic planning, like you, you hope for the best, you schedule things in, but you kind of know in the back of your head that stuff can happen, life can show up and I kind of give myself a permission slip and I encourage you to take my permission slip to always reschedule if things don't work out. And I have rescheduled so much with all the unexpected school dropping. Uh, We have lots of strikes here in France or, you know, sick days or, you know, things happening. And I've never had anyone complain about it. Many times they're more understanding and we have something to talk about when we do get on that call eventually. So I really want to encourage you that, you know, use the grace you'd give other people when scheduling to reschedule for yourself as well when you need it. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And I think, <laughs> yeah, when I was sick this last go around, I rescheduled at least a half dozen, you know, all sorts of coaching calls, things with clients, um, interviews, things. And at first I felt a little guilty about it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose these opportunities. There's a very real fear of missing out. But like you said, I think the reality is, is, you know, we're all human, right? We're all just 
doing this life thing and this business thing together. And I think we would show that compassion to others and Mm -hmm. we do need to hold that space for ourselves as well. And I do think it helps humanize us. In fact, it it actually strengthened some of the conversations I had when I came back and, you know, did the rescheduled, uh, uh, you know, interviews and such, it gave us something to, to really connect on. and, And we really, yeah, it, it was a very good thing actually. Yeah. And I think, I think there's this sense of just in general being a little kinder to ourselves when we're in a season when illness or, you know, lots of life is happening. I think it can be really easy to hold ourselves to the standards of those who seem to not have those same elements in their lives, you know, hold ourselves to the multi-million, multi-billion dollar business owners levels or people who aren't taking care of other humans or who don't have other considerations that, you know, take up time and energy and effort in their lives and sort of put that pressure on ourselves to perform as if we were them. And A, it's just like not possible and not realistic, but I think it's not doing you a service because you, when you do have other stuff going on, I think you have to be more selective, more intentional with where your energy goes. And I think by being really selective, we can actually, you know, create something of more value rather than just constantly being on constantly showing up being this sort of mechanical (laughs) presence I think there is something really beautiful about giving yourself the space to just be a human and showing up and kind of not hiding that and specifically for small business owners I think that's like the beauty of it is we can show those glimpses into the small business that we're running and I, I personally love buying from people who have shown that glimpse of themselves who've you know had a quieter season and then come back all excited and I'm excited with them because I understand I feel that so much more than someone who's just on 24 7 all the time I can't relate the same way to that kind of energy so just like want to encourage you to lean into the fact that that is the business you're running that is the life you have and that's okay yeah exactly and (laughs) One of the other big things, though, that I think has helped us throughout this season has been our ability to rely on each other to help with. Oh, yeah, (laughs) that that whole there's the accountability aspect. And then there's the very real like someone picking up slack (laughs) slack, like on both ends. Yeah. And there have been a lot of times where you know, I've had things on my to-do list that I just was not able to do. And then Michelle jumped in and and helped me take care of it. And that was such a huge relief to not have that weight of, of, I'm going to miss out. I'm not going to do this thing. I'm going to disappoint people. And, um, I, I think it is important that as solopreneurs, we do have some sort of external, you know, support systems as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what other support systems do you have, Michelle? Yeah, I'm I'm not the best at asking for help. And it's something I'm definitely working on. You you are definitely helping me with it. Um, I mean, that's because I, do... I have such a hard time too. So I can see it in you and I can pull it out. So we're too similar sometimes. Yes. But it's been really helpful actually asking you for help to pick up the slack. And I feel like I can really reciprocate in that relationship. It's kind of opening me up to ask for help in other places when 
you know, I've got deadlines that have come up that just aren't going to happen. Being able to reach out and say, look, I'm really sorry. I know that deadline is a hard deadline. I'd still love to, I don't know, participate in that summit, but I can't make it. I understand if you can't accommodate this, but if you could, and I've done that recently, someone had a last minute opportunity they wanted me to participate in. I was out with gastro and was definitely not going to be able to do it. And I just emailed very candidly. It's like, look, I'm really sorry I can't do it now, but I'd love to help. Is there a way I can kind of make it work? And would it be okay to do something a little different? Could I say pre-record it next week? And she was lovely and so accommodating because I asked. If I just said, I'm sorry, I can't, that conversation would never have led to me still being able to engage in that experience and that opportunity. So I think just asking or what you need and being kind of explicit about where your limitations are often I think is much more understandable for other people and I think personally I sort of struggle to read between the lines of those types of interactions and I think I really appreciate when people just explicitly tell me I can't do this because xyz and then together we can maybe problem solve it rather than just I'm sorry I can't do this or I'll stretch myself into crazy pretzel to try and make it happen. And they seem really stressed and I don't know on my end why or what's going on. So from like the other and the receiving end, I really appreciate when people give me context about why they might need some accommodating. And I think it makes it so much easier to find a solution that's gonna mutually work as well. Yeah, and there's sometimes you're gonna ask and they're gonna say no and that's that, yeah. that's that. But I mean, I, I had a very similar situation where I was speaking at a summit in front of a crazy large audience, like the largest audience I'd ever spoken in front of before. And my childcare bailed on me. And mm -hmm. I had, I, I think my son was like one at the time or just going, oh. just hit two. You know, he was he's super cute. That's great. But maybe not in that kind of context. <laughs> so um, I, you know, I reached out to them. I said, look, I'm having a really hard time. Can I just record this presentation today? It was like the day mm -hmm. before or something. And they, they were fine with that. And they just yeah. plopped my presentation in with everybody else. I was able to teach and, and, um, it, it was great. And that wouldn't have happened had I not asked. And so, yeah, don't be afraid to ask for things. We're all human, again. <laughs> We're all human. And I think it's so easy, particularly when you're parenting, to assume everybody's, you know, able to ask, but we're not really an, entitled to that same thing. And I think, like, just, just a reminder, you you definitely are. And um, I wanted to bring up something else that has become particularly pertinent for me recently, and that is kind of recognizing the patterns of when things start to get hard. Um, I have this sort of horrible, I guess, trend where anytime my son gets any kind of sick, a couple of days later, I catch it. Inevitably, I will get everything he has. And I know it's happening. I know every time he's going to be sick, we'll maybe overlap for a day, and then I'll be absolutely dreadful for a couple of days. And I can start to almost use that pattern to my favor, knowing that, okay, if he's getting sick, I'm going to quickly catch up on, try and work ahead on anything I need for the next couple of days, basically assuming I'm going to be out for the count for the next days afterwards. And that's been really helpful. So I feel like I've almost worked myself in advance to be able to take that time off. 
Um, that's maybe particular to the time of life we're in, where we've got little guy in school catching every cold that goes around. But I know I also suffer from asthma that's very uh, seasonally triggered and times of year where I get really out of breath and struggle to speak. And I just don't plan a lot of speaking engagements around those times of year because I know I'm physically out of breath. So I think there's also a helpful part of just knowing your own body, your own rhythm, your immune system. <laughs> like, how do you actually adapt to those situations? How does it usually play out for you? And you'll likely know what hits you worse. You know, obviously being asthmatic, being allergic obviously makes me pretty rough. My husband has stomach problems. So any tummy bug really knocks him out. You know, I think you all kind of have a sense of where you get hit the worst and you can kind of plan accordingly depending on what you see coming down the line it's a really sad horrible thing but it's really helpful <laughs> to know <laughs> well and you know taking that a little bit deeper you know there's there's very much this this reality of knowing your own patterns your own mm -hmm. energy cycles and how things go for you you know whether you're an introvert or an extrovert and maybe you know if you're an introvert and you've got a really big live launch coming up plan to be down and out for the week after that or something, you know, plan to give yourself that space and that time. You know, I know there's a lot of women out there who even plan around their cycles every month and they have, they know when there's this natural dip in their energy and maybe that's more of a time for reflection and creation versus like the go get them. We're going to go tackle the world stuff. Um, and, and even for me, like I know, days I have childcare versus days I don't, you know, that's a very real part of my life right now is understanding when I'm going to have a toddler around. Um, and, but I think just the more you can be in touch with your own strengths, your own schedule, you know, your own natural cycles, the more you can kind of anticipate things like you were saying, Michelle, and, and kind of plan in advance for those things. And so they're not such big, hard, you know, earth shattering, you know, hurdles when they do come yeah. up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just going to share one thing around holidays, which sounds like a great thing. My son's only in his first year of school, but it has hit me really hard how tough holidays can be, especially as you run a business. Obviously, it's a lovely time for your kids to have off school, but you're suddenly roped into having to take care of them all the time, which is lovely but tricky when you've got you know minimal child care we we have pretty minimal child care and uh, school holidays and in the country of like here in France we basically shut down in the month of August like nothing is open there's no shops open you can't go anywhere and for years I've resisted that and really got frustrated and kind of angry that I couldn't live my life the way I wanted to when the world had shut down and I think I'm trying really hard to learn the lesson of just following the rhythm that kind of life around you is taking, even if it's not your natural rhythm. You know, I'm actually fairly productive in summer. I quite like getting busy and doing things because I hate being outdoors. So I'm quite happy to work in the month of August, but that's not going to make sense in the culture I live in. So I'm really trying to shift that to, okay, August is a family month and we're just going to plan for that and, you know, shift that energy I've usually been channeling towards work into family stuff and find ways to kind of lean into the school seasons when I have childcare 
to do the things I want to do for my business. And it's a hard lesson. I'm definitely still learning. But I think for years I resisted it and it created so much more angst and like stress around that time than it needed to. And it's purely, I think for me, because it's an enforced vacation that you didn't choose and it's kind of taking you away from the thing you want to be doing. And I find that really hard. Um, but I think there is something to it to just kind of leaning into the fact that it's going to happen anyway. So, you know, maybe find other places to put that energy. And I, don't know, I think of it almost as like getting vengeance on it during the times you can and excising that sort of need to feel busy and productive before those periods of downtime, those holidays, those big sort of school vacations, so that when they come, it's it's a little less anxiety producing because you already did that stuff you already scratched that itch yeah well and it's you know kind of embracing the moment for what it is right there's so many <laughs> things we cannot control as mm -hmm. parents, as entrepreneurs as you know humans <laughs> humans I, I kept trying to not keep saying that we're all human on this call but well, we have really said it are. like five times now <laughs> but it's a very real thing you know it's yeah. it's embracing that humanity embracing that we can't control everything and um, leaning into that moment as it is, like you said, and trying to make the best of that moment. And for me, it's, you know, th there are a lot of times where I want to be doing something else. I want to be working more than I am. I want to be spending more time with my son than I am, you know, mm -hmm. but it's being able to focus at that, on that moment intentionally and, um, and, and not, letting that anxiety of not being able to do the other things take over and take control of everything. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the big lessons of life and of parenthood is relinquishing a little bit of that control, which is so hard. And particularly when we're business owners, we're so used to being in control of most things in our business. We wear a lot of hats. We're used to really being in there, doing things, feeling productive, feeling like we have an impact and it can be, quite challenging to relinquish that when life has other ideas, has other plans. Um, so I think living with that duality of, okay, we can only plan so much. We can only be in charge so much and finding a way to make peace with it is probably the path of least resistance. And I'm saying this as much for myself as for anyone listening, I am definitely still learning this lesson, but I think, I think there's kind of no other way because life's just going to happen otherwise. So <laughs> you got to just deal with it. And that's horrible, but it's, it's the world of the story. You got to just deal with it. Just got to deal with I the like... fact that vacations happen and like, that's yeah. a good thing and a tough thing, <laughs> but I think you can plan for it. And I think you can try and bolster yourself. Like, yes, there's plan for the content plan for your business, but I think bolstering your own sense of purpose and energy and you know I want to say almost like value that you've you've done enough and it's okay to take a break and it's okay to take seasons to recover to enjoy your family to do other things it doesn't mean you're not working hard it doesn't mean you're not you know doing the best by your business it's just the reality of being a human I know yeah, it keeps coming but like as you being an actual human running a business often on our own often around other people and that comes with beautiful things and comes with some compromises and I feel like this topic is sadly one of those compromises yeah 
All right. Any last minute words of advice? Uh, I don't know. Stick in there. You'll be okay. Um, try and stay healthy. <laughs> I think that's that's the thing I'm trying to do at least. I'm not doing well, but you know, one day we'll all be healthier. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I I think that's yeah. I think you actually nailed it with the stick in there. It's okay. Yeah. You can do it. Plan as much as you can, and if those plans don't work, it's okay. Don't stress about it. We'll come yeah. back and, and start over just the next right step at the time. So exactly. Beautifully said. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week on marketing like a mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend mm-hmm. about the show. And we will be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses until then take care. <laughs>